Welcome to the Small Baller Podcast. My name is Trevor Reddick, and today I'm joined by a man who loves Joe Burrow more than I love chicken parm. Ben O'Brien, how you doing? Oh, Trevor, I, I don't know about that one. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I love Joe Burrow. I love Joe Burrow more than pretty much anything else on this planet. But, but Trevor, you, you and your fascination for chicken parm is, is another level. I mean, you talk about chicken parm all the time. So, I, I mean, that's a great intro, Trevor. But I, I think you're, I think you're, you're doing yourself a, a disservice there because your, your fascination for chicken, chicken parm is unlike anything I've ever seen in my life. And I, I, like, to, I like to point it out. I, I also like chicken parm. I'm not, I'm not criticizing you at all. I think that is a fair opinion to have because it is fantastic. Do you know what I had for dinner last night? I'm going to guess chicken parm. That, that would be correct. I did have chicken there parm. There you go. Did you, did you order it from a restaurant or what? Yeah, so there's this place called Chicago Deli. It's in Ohio, obviously, but it's called Chicago, Chicago Deli. Deli. All right. And um, I, so Josh originally kind of, well, I mean, I, I had heard about it, but Josh and I went there about a month yeah. ago after he picked me up from the airport the one day, and we got Chicago yeah. Deli, and I got chicken parm there, and I was like, this is incredible. Um, I wasn't expecting chicken parm from a deli place to be that good, but it was. So I obviously had to go back, and that's what I did last night. So yeah, it's uh, it's Sounds really good, fantastic. and they have a they have a huge menu of a bunch of different stuff. Man, Trevor, now I'm hungry. I I, I uh, didn't eat breakfast this morning. Chicken parm sounds fantastic. I I couldn't tell you the last time I had chicken parm. It's probably been a couple of years. Oh, that's and now that's I really a mistake. Want some. I know. I need some. It sounds great. Yeah, well, maybe maybe we can get you some uh, later today or, I don't know, sometime this week. We'll see. Um, I maybe. Yeah, but we have a really good podcast for you guys today. Um, we are without Brandon Siegel. Um, unfortunately, um, he is not here today, or maybe fortunately, I don't know. Ben, ben might say fortunately. It's, it's fortunately. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, but uh, he's not here today. We're going to have, I'll, I mean, we, we got some FIBA World Cup to talk about. The US, Team USA is in some trouble right now as we speak. Um, we're recording this on Sunday morning. They're currently playing against Lithuania in round two. We're going to talk about college football. A lot of great games yesterday that we're going to talk about. And then we're going to get into some NFL stuff. We made some power rankings. We're going to go through the best games of week one that's coming up uh, this week. We got uh, Chiefs-Lions this Thursday and so many other good games uh, Sunday. So um, it's going to be a good one. But I guess we'll start with the FIBA World Cup, Ben. Uh, we just touch on this quickly because yeah. there's not a ton um, to necessarily go through. The The bad part about the FIBA World Cup is all of the games are super early. Like they're, There's games that start at like 3 a.m., 6 a.m., 8 a.m., stuff like that. Um, this Team USA game against Lithuania was a little bit better because it was 8.30 on a Sunday, which I am normally up at that time. So that's that was pretty solid. I'll take it. But as far as Team USA goes, um, in the first round, they, they were undefeated. They did pretty well overall. Um, Anthony Edwards has been the best player for Team USA, and he's been really stepping up. But they are struggling right now against Lithuania. Um, there's about two minutes left in the game. As I'm looking right now, they are down nine. I'm seeing 97-88 right now. Anthony Edwards does have 28 points. He's trying to carry the team on his back, but uh, um, a lot of the other starters are not playing very well. Uh, Jalen Brunson's four of nine, only 10 points. Jaron Jackson Jr., only three points. Uh, you know, Mikhail Bridges had a little bit of a good stretch, but Team USA is still down here. Lithuania is shooting um, over 50% from three. You got Jonas Valanciunas with 12 points. He's playing really well. So, I mean, I mean Ben, Team USA is kind of yeah. struggling here. I mean, they, they're going to need a big comeback 
uh, to get this, but the game is almost over, and it seems like Lithuania might pull off this win. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the USA should never lose to any any country in basketball. Um, but I will say, like, Lithuania's a good team. And just, I mean, I'm not going to act like I watched this whole game, but I've had it on for the last 20 minutes or so. And I think a big thing that Lithuania has is their size. Like, all their dudes are huge. Obviously, like, Valanciunas is big. They got a bunch of dudes like him, though. Uh, and and, and uh, poor, uh, I think it was Jaron Jackson down low. He's been struggling <laughs> with the physicality of some of these these massive Lithuanian dudes. So, I mean, obviously, I think the USA team is more talented, of course. But um, that Lithuanian team, from what I've seen the last 20 minutes or so, they're, they're not a bad team at all. They have a lot of talent, uh, and they're playing really well. So, it's not the end of the world. I mean, it's still pool play. It's not like um, I would assume USA won't be eliminated for losing this game. But, obviously, it's, it's an outcome that's not expected and probably not um, tolerated a whole lot, or at least we shouldn't tolerate it a whole lot, because there's really no no country in the world that that has the depth and has the uh, the amount of skill players that we have, um, and the coaching especially. I mean, they just showed they just showed Trevor a, a picture of the bench for the USA. They got Steve Kerr as the head coach. They got um, uh, they have uh, Mark Few as an assistant coach. They had uh, Spolster as an, as a uh, assistant coach. So just a ridiculous mm-hmm. three coaches that the USA has. Um, I would imagine that they should not be be outcoached by any any other coach for any other team so um again no excuses but i i don't i'm not super worried about it. it's not the end of the world um and this is just the reality of it i mean nowadays we the usa we just don't get our best players playing for for the u.s anymore just i think with injuries and and the the potential for for things to happen um a lot of people just don't feel the need or don't feel the desire to to risk their careers and the millions of dollars that they're making in the nba season to play for their country so um it's a shame. I mean, obviously, I'd, I'd love to see Kevin Durant and LeBron and, and all those people play. But um, even without that, the USA should still be winning these games. So um, it's whatever. I, 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 let me ask you this, Trevor. Who is, who's the best player on the USA's team? Who's the best player in the NBA that's playing for the US, USA? Like, are there any top 10 players in the NBA that are playing? Um, I wouldn't say top 10, but Anthony Edwards has been their best player this whole okay. tournament. Um, and certainly in yeah. this game, he's by far their best player. So, yeah, I would say it's definitely Anthony Edwards. I mean... Brandon Ingram was supposed to be one of the, he was supposed to be a really good player, but he, but he he has struggled. Yeah. He has struggled this tournament so far. Um, but you know, some of these other, I mean, Austin Reeves, I think has been a little bit of a surprise overall. He's been uh, really solid. Um, he's been getting a lot of hype on social media and stuff. Um, and fans really liking Reeves, Macau Bridges, I think has even stepped up, but yeah, Anthony Edwards pretty clearly, I think has been the best player this tournament for, the United States, uh, for sure. He now has 32 yeah. points, but USA is still down nine, a minute and a half. So that might be too far to come back from, but yeah, the U S will not be eliminated. Um, if, if they do end up losing this game, um, it seems like from what I'm seeing here, I'm, I'm seeing multiple people say this is that they are going to play. If they lose, uh, the loser would play Italy, the top seed in group one. Um, I believe, and then the winner plays, uh, or yeah, the winner plays Serbia in the uh, quarterfinals. So that's what it seems like I'm seeing here. Um, but yeah, they will not be eliminated. So, uh, bad showing from the U.S. Obviously, but hopefully they could bounce back here if if they aren't able to have a historic comeback. Um, but yeah. I think you know there's a couple other good games going on. We have uh, Spain and Canada. We'll see how that one plays out. Right now, Spain has the lead at halftime. That's a good one. Uh, Germany had a dominant win over Serbia, so Germany looking really good in this tournament so far. Um, but I think, you know, I think we can kind of move on here. Just wanted to touch on that pretty quickly. But next up, Ben, we have some college football, 
And I'm going to let you decide. Where, where do you think we should start? Which game? What is the biggest storyline from yesterday? I, mean, I, I know Trevor, what I think we, it is. We, what, what do you think? Trevor, we... Trevor, you know what we, it, we agree. We got to talk about potentially the game of the year on the first first uh, full slate of college football. Colorado going into Fort Worth, Texas, and defeating the reigning runner-ups. You know, national championship appearance TCU Horn Frogs. Just a fantastic game. Awesome game. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, when I was watching this game and I saw it going back and forth, I was just I was very impressed by Colorado. I was very impressed by Shadur Sanders. Obviously, yeah. coming from Jackson State, a lot of people had many questions. Um, as Dion says, you know the doubters <laughs> that mm -hmm. this Colorado team had, and I mean, there there have I mean, there are big doubters. I mean, what, you told me this morning, uh, Colorado's over under win total was what three and a half. Three and a half, yeah. Yeah, so three and a half. Crazy. They were massive underdogs in this game. I want to say it was like maybe twenty on twenty one, uh, yeah, twenty one, something like or that. Something on a couple books. So they were massive underdogs in this game. And I think people also had questions about like, you know, Shadur Sanders, he's coming from Jackson state. They have a couple other guys that came from Jackson state. Are they going to be able to, you know, keep the same level of play on the next level playing at a program like Colorado playing division one football here. And in this first game, they did. I mean, they certainly did. Uh, Shadur Sanders was awesome. You had Travis Hunter who was incredible. Um, in this game, and Colorado did get the win, 45-42. They had that critical, I think it was like fourth and two. There was about maybe four, four and a half minutes left. They were down 42-38, and they had a critical conversion there that ended up being a touchdown uh, to put Colorado up three. And then TCU, they were driving. It looked like they might tr they might be able to tie it up or potentially uh, take the lead, and they kind of. Like, it seemed like they were trying to kill the clock because they didn't want to give the ball back to Colorado. The problem is they mm. were trying to kill the clock when they were at, like, midfield. Like, normally yeah. normally when you try to kill the clock, you're, like, in the red zone, I would say, um, generally speaking. They were at, like, the 45, 50-yard line, and there was, like, a minute and a half. They started killing the clock. It didn't really make a ton of sense to me. Um, you know, when you're when you're down, your first priority has to be like whatever it takes, we're going to try to score. I think you can't worry quite as much about killing the clock. If you're in that position, if you can get to a spot where, you know, you're within the 20, within the 10 yard line, you can, you think you can kill the clock a little bit, maybe, but overall, I think when you're down a field goal, um, you really don't want to do that in that situation. So TCU was not able to convert, um, on their fourth down, I want to say fourth down and nine, um, the Colorado defensive player, I forget what his name was, but he made a, a really good tackle. Um, and Colorado won the game. So I was, I was very, uh, impressed by Colorado. I thought this was a fantastic game. Um, and now, uh, we're just going to have to see if, if Colorado can keep this up. I mean, TC was ranked number 17 looking at Colorado's schedule. I mean, you know, they obviously have some tough pac 12 games. They, they go at Colorado in late September, they play USC at home. Uh, in late September as well. So I'm really interested to see if, if they can get by, they play Nebraska next week, then Colorado State. If they can beat those teams, um, and if they go up against an Oregon or USC, I'm just very interested to see. I mean, I will certainly be watching that. If Colorado is undefeated going at Oregon, that's definitely a game I'm going to be watching. No, and, I'm, and like, I agree with you, Trevor. I'm not, I'm not ready to, we're not crowning Colorado national champions over here or anything, but it is an impressive showing. 
and it's not like TCU is the same team that were last year. Obviously, they lost a lot, including the most important position, their quarterback, Max Dugan. But TCU is still a good team, and Sonny Dykes is still a great coach. I think people expected a better showing from TCU. Um, and this was a typical Big 12 shootout, not the Colorado's in the Big 12 yet, but um, a typical Big 12 shootout where you had a lot of, a lot of high scoring, um, not a lot of defense, but a, a, an awesome game. And, and yeah, like you said, Shadir Sanders, I mean, I didn't know anything about him. Like, obviously, I knew he was Dion's kid, and I knew he was the quarterback, but yeah, I think rightfully so. A lot of people just had a lot of questions about his ability to play in Power 5 football coming from Jackson State, and I think he proved pretty quickly that he's really good. Um, and obviously, if he, can, if he can play like that all year, I think, I think his name will be in, in some conversations for some, some major awards at the end of the year. Um, and then obviously, the, the Colorado has kind of their, their star player, you can say, and Travis Hunter, who, who uh, I saw many people on Twitter, Trevor, which is, it's, this is totally an overreaction, but it's funny. People on Twitter were calling him the Shohei Otani of of college football because he's playing both ways um he played 129 snaps or whatever it is so just just ridiculous the fact that you're playing 130 snaps in a football game i i, I can't imagine he's going to be able to walk today um because that i mean that is just ridiculous on their on your your body and, and he will not be able to do that all year there's no way he'll be able to play 130 snaps for every game this year but um just yeah colorado fun team really fun team i mean obviously Dion's a fun coach to, to watch and, and plenty of people are rooting for, against him. Plenty of people are rooting for him. I personally am rooting for him. I, I, I like the idea of, of them having one win last year and Dion coming in here from, um, from Jackson state and, and, you know, first game pulling off a 21 point upset. So, um, really, really fun game. Awesome way to start the college football season, at least in terms of the full slate of Saturday games. So, um, I just felt like we had to talk about that game first. Cause that was, that was a game that we were texting about yesterday, Trevor. And that was just really fun to see, really cool to see. And I'm excited for, for Colorado. Um, to get to play their first home game next week because that place is going to be insane. Yeah, absolutely. I'm definitely excited. I I really hope that this wasn't a fluke. I I really hope mm-hmm. that Colorado is a good team. Um, if if we're back here next Sunday and we're talking about oh, Colorado got lost in Nebraska, that'll be pretty disappointing. So hopefully that doesn't happen. Um, and hopefully yeah. they actually are at least a pretty good team. I don't expect them to like. I don't like if we're really talking about like them versus Oregon. I I. They're probably not going to beat Oregon, would be my guess, but who knows? We will see. Um, but I guess moving on to some other games we had, um, some of the games that, so a couple of the games I watched, I watched the Penn State-West Virginia game. Um, really impressed by Drew Aller in this game. Um, he had three touchdowns, 325 yards, quarterback of Penn State. He's a sophomore uh, from Medina, Ohio, which is pretty close to where um, mm. I live. So impressive showing from him. And number seven, Penn State beat West Virginia 38-15. to It was pretty close throughout the first half, but then in the second half, they kind of pulled away. Um, the other one was North Carolina, South Carolina, obviously. They're they're pretty much my North Carolina Tar Heels at this point, Ben. I mean, I'm, I'm fully on the bandwagon. <laughs> yes. Fully on the train. I I picked them to make the college football playoff, um, and I'm going to ride with them. You know, it it would have been really funny if North Carolina would have lost yesterday. I mean, people would have been clowning me, Ben. Um, it would have. I mean, their 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 playoff hopes would have been killed before the season even started. Trevor, you would you would look like a fool. I would have looked like a fool. So So you, you were putting your reputation on the line. I respect it. I was. I was. And you know, they they came through. Uh, they beat South Carolina 31 to 17. It was a pretty good showing. I think Drake may look good overall. He did have the two interceptions. I know one of them was a tip off a receiver's hand, so not really his fault. But overall, North Carolina looked pretty solid. I thought their defense was pretty impressive. And, um, you know, this was honestly one of their tougher games on their schedule, if you look at it. I mean, they have South Carolina. And then if you keep going through it, I mean, 
the ACC schedule they have, I mean, I don't know how, how many of these teams are better than South Carolina. Not many of them. Um, you have Clemson. Yeah. That's one of them. But outside of Clemson, I'm not sure how many of these teams are as good as South Carolina is. So again, th- this is, this is part of my reasoning here. I mean, I think North Carolina can run the table. I'm, I'm still sticking with it. Um, the main challenge there is that Clemson game late in the season. So, uh, we'll see, um, you know, as we continue to go with North yeah. Carolina, but Ben, what what were some of the the games you maybe watched? Some of your biggest takeaways from the day? Yeah, I mean a couple of things. I, I watched most of the Ohio State game, and I mean they're playing Indiana, so it's kind of whatever. And obviously they expected to win by a lot, and they ultimately ended winning by twenty. But um, they didn't look great. Their offense struggled, uh, and I think I mean the big question with Ohio State was their quarterback situation because they've been very blessed with quarterbacks the last five to seven years. Um, and I think this is the first time in a while that we're sitting here with Ohio State, and it's like I don't really know if they have a superstar quarterback. Um, I mean, there are two guys that kind of that that two guys that are that are fighting for that position going in, and, and Kyle McCord, the uh, the older of the two, he's a junior, I believe. He got pretty much all the all the meaningful snaps this game, and I would imagine that means that he'll he'll probably be the starting quarterback for for uh, most of this year. Um, but he, I mean, he's just, I mean, obviously we've again we've been very spoiled. We've had you know Dwayne Haskins and Justin Fields and. And uh, C.J. Stroud, I mean, clearly they don't have a, a first-round quarterback, uh, first-round draft quarterback right now at Ohio State. Kyle McCord struggled. He had some misreads. He had some misthrows. He had some good throws, too. But just not where, not where Ohio State is, or Ohio State fans are expecting in terms of their quarterback. Um, so I watched that game. Again, it was Indiana, so it was, a bo- it was kind of a boring game just because Indiana's not that great. Uh, but their defense looked great, and Ohio State has um, Cade Stover, who's a, who's a beast of a tight end, just a massive dude. And I remember him from last year. He's a, he's a freak. He'll be probably a, a first round draft pick I would imagine because he's so big um so that game was you know it was whatever I will say I, I Trevor I watched a little bit of Texas because you know it's it's Texas and they're preseason number 11 Texas is back they got Quinn Ewers at quarterback who was you know previously at Ohio State this big recruit um and Trevor when I turned it on I think it was it was like they were up seven to three in the second quarter or something and I'm like oh here we go they're playing Rice and I was like, this is already starting. It's been half of, half of a game for Texas, and I'm already, I already think they're overrated. But they ended up pulling away. They ended up winning by like 25 points or something, uh, 37-10. So they won by 27 points. Um, so we'll see. I don't know. I just thought that was funny that Texas, their first half of their, the first half of their first game of their season, and they're already underperforming. Um, and they have Alabama next week. So whatever, whatever issues they had this week, they're probably going to be magnified next week when they got to play Alabama. Um, so I caught a little bit of that game. I caught a, a, a few seconds of the Tennessee-Virginia game, mainly because I just wanted to see Tennessee's quarterback, Joe Milton, because everybody is obsessing with him and how great he is. Trevor, did you see that throw that he made that was dropped? Did you see did that not, on Twitter? I, I did not. I so like this. one of the one – I think it was, it was like first quarter, so it was early in the game. Joe Milton, everybody's talking about how crazy his arm is, and he's claiming that he can throw the ball like 70 yards or something, and there, I guess there was a rumor – that he he can throw he threw a tennis ball or like a baseball from from one goalpost through the other so that's 120 yards, um, and I was like all right I'll believe it when I see it and then like the first quarter of that game all it was all over Twitter like um, he threw a ball like it was almost off his back foot like he he didn't put a lot of effort into it and I like watched the video and I counted I think it went it traveled 65 yards in the air and it was a perfect throw it was a dot the dude was wide open and just dropped it. Oh um, man. But I, but I, I, I am, I, after that one throw that I saw, I, I believe the hype. I mean, he threw 65 yards with seemingly no effort put into it. Um, just incredible. And I mean, more important than anything, it was accurate. It was right on the money. Um, so I, I, I caught a little bit of that game. So we'll see what Tennessee can do. Obviously, I don't think they will be as good as they were last year, but they still do have a lot of talent. Um, so I mean, those were the big ones. 
nothing else crazy. I mean, obviously Michigan, Brandon Texas yesterday, Michigan, they won 30 to three against East Carolina. I would imagine they probably wanted to win by more, but it, it, a wins a win. It's college football. Like especially these games, like just win them. I get it. Like you want it. It's all about style points and things like that, but it's the first game of the year. You'll have plenty of time to, to impress people. Um, so yeah, I mean, again, I don't have anything, anything else crazy to say. A lot of blowouts, <laughs> Oregon scored 81 points. Um, Oklahoma scored 73 points. Uh, just a lot of insane, insane scores. Ole Miss scored 73 points. So, I mean, that's the reality of college football early on in the season. You get, you get some great games. I mean, there's some great games and some team schedules, some, some rivals and things like that early on. But then you also get some SEC teams and some Big 12 teams playing cupcakes that you're wasting your time watching. So, um, I mean, it's, I'm, I'm just happy college football is back, Trevor. I love college football. You know I love college football. Um, it's just I'm, I'm so happy that football is back in general. NFL starting this week. I, I, I could not be happier. We have Big Brother on in full swing. Not that not the people that listen to this care, but I'm just I'm in a great mood, Trevor. I'm just so happy with with the sports world at the moment. It's it's fantastic. Yeah, me as well. I, I was excited to see some of the games yesterday, and we have another really good game today. I'm looking forward to tonight: Florida State versus yes. LSU. Um, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably have already seen the game, but I'm very excited. It's number five LSU against number eight Florida State, so that should be a great one. Yeah, and that game last year, Trevor was it was I think it was the same it was the same weekend it was Labor Day weekend last weekend because I remember I was out of town watching it and it was it was a phenomenal game crazy ending I don't know if you remember Trevor I think we were texting about it but like there was there was a bunch of points scored at the very end of the game there was like a missed extra point scored or a missed extra point kicked it was just one of the craziest endings to a college football game I've ever seen so to have that sequel this year I think is going to be awesome I'm excited yeah so I am very excited for that. Um, you know, great, great football. Obviously we're in September, so football is coming into full swing here. Uh, and next up we have the professional football league, the NFL, um, that we're going to talk about. Um, and today, you know, we're going to start off, we, Ben and I both made our power rankings. Um, so we're going to talk about, talk about that a little bit. We can compare some of that, the things that stand out. Um, I was, I made mine earlier this week. Um, definitely had, you know, a tough time as always, but it's, you know, it's fun. So. We, we could talk about that a little bit. Um, I think in large part, all rankings were relatively similar, Ben. I mean, just going through them here, I had like my top five, for instance, I had uh, the Chiefs at number one. I had the Bengals number two, Eagles number three, uh, Bills four, and Ravens five. Um, okay. And it looks like you had uh, Chiefs one, Eagles two, Bengals three, 49ers four, and Ravens five. So all, overall, pretty similar. Um, maybe yeah, you're a little the, bit. Where'd you have the Niners? Did you have the Niners at six? So I have the Niners at seven. I actually, oh, I actually, oh, okay. I have the cow. I actually have the Cowboys ahead of the 49ers. Um, I oh, think Trevor, because I, I think the cow again, that quarterback situation is always going to be a weird one. And I know, listen, I know Dak Prescott did not really come through last year, but they really, I mean, they should have beaten the Niners. They really should have, and he was a big reason why they didn't. But I do think the Cowboys are still, like, if I'm betting on which team has a higher ceiling, I think it's probably the Cowboys because um, because they have Dak Prescott, who can be really good sometimes, other times not so much. And I know they're the Cowboys, but I, I do think the Cowboys have a slightly higher ceiling than the 49ers overall, I would say. Uh, I, I get it. I get it. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not high on the Cowboys mainly because it's the Cowboys and I just refuse to it, refuse to believe that they will ever get to an NFC championship game again. Um, so I have them low, but honestly, when I did this, whatever it was on Thursday and I'm looking at this and I already kind of disagree with some of the things I said, which is the reality of the NFL. Things are always changing. Opinions are always changing on teams. 
Um, so I, I mean, I have the Cowboys. If you have them ahead of the 49ers, I have them very low compared to you. I mean, cause I have them at 10 and I will say when I made these rankings, and I think this is the, just the reality of the NFL that we, that, that is, um, today, I only have two teams from the NFC in my top 10 and the Cowboys are at 10. Um, so of my top nine teams, I have one NFC team, which is upsetting as someone who is, is a fan of an AFC team. But I think that's the reality of, of the league at this point is the top teams for the most part are all from one conference, the AFC and the NFC. If you're a fan of an NFC team, your route to the Super Bowl is not nearly as tough as it could be. So I'm very jealous, very jealous if you're a fan of an NFC team. Yeah. So yeah, because we so we both have yeah. It looks like we both have three NFC teams in the top ten because you have the Eagles two, the Niners oh Eagles. Four, I forgot. So you're right. I have three. Okay, sorry. Yeah, and I you have the Cowboys the, ten. So there. so you yes. have two. Yeah. You have two in the top nine, and then you have the Cowboys ten. Yes. I have I have three in my top ten. Um, really three in my top seven. But that fourth team, um, for me is the Lions. I have the Lions at number eleven. It looks like you yeah, also no, I have do at eleven as yeah. well. Yep. And that's, I mean, that's the big theme. The AFC was already a better conference than the NFC last year. I think it's even yeah. more drastic this year. I think it is. the AFC with, with has, and yeah, yep. yeah, Rogers coming to it. I mean, I know the Bucks weren't good last year, but Brady leaves the NFC. Rogers leaves the NFC. Um, you have other teams like the Rams who have completely kind of fallen out of the picture now um, that were really good a couple of years ago. So yeah, the AFC is really just continuing to, um basically the the lead basically the difference in the conferences is pretty drastic at this point um to say the least so that's when that's why it's gonna be really interesting to to think about like these playoff teams in the afc it's easy it's easy to come up with seven playoff teams i can come up with 10 playoff teams in the afc and only seven of them are gonna make it in the nfc it's a little bit harder for sure um I guess the first, the first thing, well, I guess one of the, I guess I'll just start here. Um, one of the divisions, because a team in every division has to represent that division in the playoffs, right? One of those divisions yeah. yep. that's not very good is the NFC South. Um, yep. And one, one of the teams has to be in the playoffs. You know, one, one of them has to. I, and I know this is a very unpopular opinion, and I, I really don't feel good about it at all. I've, I've listened to a lot of podcasts. I've read through different previews and stuff. Most people do not have this team coming coming out of the NFC, but I am sticking with it. I'm sticking with the Carolina Panthers to come yeah, out of the okay. NFC South and be the All four right. seed. Um, I have them. Well, I have them and the Saints back to back. I think they're very similar in terms of caliber teams, but I do have the Panthers um, coming out of the South. I think they can get to nine and eight. Number one, because their schedule is so easy. It's one of the easiest schedules in the NFL, and I think yeah. within their division, they're going to be able to win, you know, three, probably four games, four of those six. So I have the Carolina Panthers. I, I get that, like, the offensive line's a worry. Bryce Young's a rookie and all this stuff. I think it, it's really going to be behind their defense. I think their defense is going to be able to create a lot of turnovers, get some pressure on the quarterback, and I think Bryce Young um will be able to play well enough again sometimes he'll have some bad moments he'll have some moments where his offensive line isn't blocking well enough he gets sacked he makes some mistakes he's a rookie we get all that but i think he will do well enough um to where carolina is able to pull out nine wins and in this division i think that'll be enough to win uh but what, what do you think about the nfc south it's terrible, and I mean, I have I have the Saints as my as my the best team in that division, just based on the power rankings. But I mean, the best team in that division, according to me, is the Saints, who I have at 
14. So yeah, terrible division. Um, Trevor, you are if you think the Panthers could win that division, that you're very high on them. I have them at 20 something, 26. Uh, so you you are obviously much higher on the Panthers than I am. My biggest thing is obviously Bryce Young's fantastic, but he is a rookie. Um, and typically when you have a high draft pick like they had last year, you have a lot more issues than just the the quarterback situation. So while I think they will be better than they were last year, um, I, I still think they will struggle. But you're right, it's a terrible division. They have an easy schedule because they get to play six games against bad teams, which are the other three the other three teams in their division. Um so I, I mean, I wouldn't be like insanely surprised. I don't think it'll happen. But if you're right, I, I will give you credit. Um, I can see it again. Even last year, I think it was last year, Trevor. Obviously, they ended up getting a whatever it was, a top five pick, and then trading up to number one. But I think for at least a decent amount of the year, they were like in a, in a situation where it's like, well, they they could win the division because no one seemingly wanted to win the division last year. Um, so you're right. I mean, I, I could see it, but. Obviously, I have them very, very low on my on my power rankings just because I don't really know what Bryce Young is going to look like. I don't necessarily love the uh, talent that, that that he has around him. I know they have Adam Thielen, but he's older now, um, and they lost um, DJ Moore, whoever it was. So I don't know. I, I'm I'm hesitant on it. But even the Saints, who I have as the best team in that division by far, I'm not super confident in with Derek Carr. So and I've given my thoughts on Derek Carr. So um, it's just an interesting division. Again, not, not great. Not a lot of good football will be played in that division, but somebody's got to have a home game in the, uh, you know, in, in the playoffs from that division. So we'll see who it is. I have no idea. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's going to be really interesting. Um, other things that I guess I wanted to point out, um, in terms of the biggest differences we have, uh, I mean, we can, we can go to the AFC North. Um, you yeah. are actually higher on the Browns than I am. I have the Browns at uh 19 you have them at 15 and then i'm higher on the okay. steelers i have the steelers at 12 you have the steelers oh, at wow. 16 okay. um yeah. so you actually so you actually well you had the browns and steelers back to back but um yeah. so i don't know i i think the steelers are are i'm pretty confident the steelers are gonna be better than the browns this season uh but but what do you think about that and kind of how the afc north is gonna shake out yeah, Steelers and Browns were tough because I, I I wanted to put them back to back and who I put ahead of them. Honestly, now that I think about it, Trevor, I should have just put the Steelers ahead of the Browns because they're a better franchise in general by far. Um, so I, I don't really like having the Browns ahead of the Steelers by you know one spot. I don't think is a huge deal. I don't really I didn't put that much effort into which ones above which one. Um, but I think they're pretty similar. I I, I expect both of them to be kind of around five hundred eight games or so, uh, maybe nine games. But yeah, I I would I think. Um, they're kind of, I mean, at least in my opinion, they're middle of the pack teams, which we talked about this last week, but having, I would, I'm, I'm knock on what I'm assuming the Ravens and the Bengals, neither one of those teams are going to finish in last place in that division. So having one of your last place teams in, in the AFC North, either the, the Browns or the Steelers still possibly win eight or nine games again, just shows how deep and how good that division is. So, um, interesting. I, I, I think they're pretty similar in terms of the seal that they have. Obviously, I think there's one major advantage that the, the Steelers have, which is their coach. They have a top five coach in the NFL, and the Browns do not by a mile. So um, I, could be, I wouldn't be surprised if the Steelers end up you know, finishing third in that division. The Browns finish last. But I, I think it's competitive, and both those teams have at least something to be excited about. It's not like either team is terrible. So um, they both have talent on the field. Um, so, yeah, again, just shows the depth of the AFC North when, at least in my opinion, their worst teams are, are middle of the pack NFL teams. They don't. The AFC North does not have any teams that are that are bottom tier NFL teams, which is again upsetting for me as a Bengals fan. But um, it's just the opposite of the of the NFC South, where you're going to see hopefully a lot of good football in the AFC North. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I think it's definitely the best division in football. We talked about it a little bit last week. Um, 
are is there anything else i guess ben if you're kind of looking at our rankings here mm-hmm. is there anything else that you that you think stands out or maybe any any teams you want to touch on well trevor i i i haven't looked at your rankings where do you have the titans in your rankings i have I, them pretty low compared to where they were last year i also have them low i have them 24. i have them at 24 yeah okay so we both have them at 24 they were a team and we again we've talked about them when we when we covered the the afc south but I just like I have no faith in Ryan Tannehill and they just seem like I don't really know what they're doing with with their their uh their salary cap and their front office front office situation the roster moves they're making I just don't understand what they're what they're doing so I've had them as you know coming into last year they were obviously they were the one seed in the playoffs 2 years ago for the AFC coming to last year they had high expectations and this year I think they are just falling at a terrible trajectory um, they're getting worse very, very quickly. So I was just curious where you had them because I didn't really know. I knew I wanted to put them towards the end, but obviously I think they're better than a lot of, of the bottom, bottom tier teams. But um, they were they were just a tough one for me to, to put in the power rankings because I don't really know what's going on with them. and I, I didn't really know how to judge them. So that was an interesting one. Trevor, I would imagine you have the Cardinals as your last place team. Is that correct? I have them. So I have them second have to the last. Bucks. I have, have the Bucks last? Yes, I, I have the Bucks last. I have the Cardinals okay, third Trevor, first. All right. All right, Trevor. Tom Brady's not in town anymore. Trevor, you don't have faith in Baker Mayfield. Is that what you're saying? No, I. We, we are gonna see. We are gonna see. I, I and I. I know Brenda would be very annoyed with me right now. But we are gonna see how big of a difference Tom Brady made to this team. Um, oh, Trevor, when, I agree with when you. When they are Brennan's the worst here team to, in the NFL. To talk about Trevor's or Brennan's not here to uh, to stop us from talking about it. So Trevor, let's do it. I agree. I think Tom Brady was the glue to that team. Trevor, let's not forget he took he took them to a Super Bowl two years ago. Let's not forget that. Um, and it's crazy how all of a sudden his production falls off and he leaves the team and they're they're the worst team in the NFL or one of the worst teams in the NFL just like that. Isn't that wild? It's almost like Tom Brady was a really 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 good football player. It, it's pretty wild. I mean, they won eight games, um, and a lot of those games were very close. I mean, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with with Tom Brady, the team they had last year, they were minus forty five point differential. A lot of those games yeah. they won. They they had multiple comebacks. A lot of those games they won by like a field goal, a touchdown. They were all pretty low scoring games for the most part. They were games in which Tom Brady basically willed this team to victory, um, just mm-hmm. based off of throwing the ball. Their running game. I mean, that's what happened. Their running game yeah. was terrible. And, and granted, their defense was still decent last year. It was still all right. Um, but their offense outside of the quarterback position was abysmal. Their, their, their running back situation, they have the worst running backs in the NFL. Their offensive line was not good. Um, and they still managed to uh, win eight games. So this season, we're going to see um, like four or five of those results are going to flip. And they're going to be like four and 13, maybe three and 14. It, it's going to happen. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of with the bucks. Um, other than that, I mean, there's just other teams I'm interested to see, just see play. When we talked about the, uh, NFC West, I talked about the Seattle Seahawks. I'm really interested to see, was it a fluke for them? Can they still maintain it? I'm going to say it wasn't a fluke. Um, I don't necessarily think they're going to be that much better, but they were nine, eight last year. I could see them being around that nine, eight again. Um, something like that. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm really excited, Ben. And I guess the other thing I want to do, I think we can go to this next. So I, I found this really interesting because mm-hmm. every single year, um, there's essentially ha- basically half of the playoff teams are new every year. If if you go back, just this is just the last five years for all the listeners. Um, this past season, seven of the 14 playoff teams were new. So going from the 21-22 season to the 22-23 season, seven of the 14 playoff teams were new. 
The year before, it was the same thing. Seven of the 14 were new. Uh, the year before was the transition year, so we went from 12 playoff teams to 14, um, but seven of those playoff teams were new. The year before that, five of the 12 were new, and 18-19 that season, seven of the 12 were new. So every season, there like, half of the playoff teams are new, which is pretty wild to think about because when I go through it, Ben, and I think we we probably agree on this, I could not come up with, seven teams if like because yeah. if we're going by the stats there's going to be seven new playoff teams so i mean that that's kind of what i wanted to do today i guess i guess yeah. we'll, one one thing we can start is i think our nfc south winner is definitely going to be different right i have the panthers yes. you have the saints so that's one last year's yeah. tampa tampa's not making the playoffs so definitely not there's easy one yeah so that's one i think the other one that i had um was in the let's see what did i have i think it was uh also an nfc team that was relatively easy was oh so i have the lions winning their division um i have the yeah. lions winning the division last year was the vikings um do, did you agree on that do you also have the lions uh making the playoffs yes i think that's an easy one from from yeah easy one easy new team this year i think is the Lions. i think most people would assume that they can at least get a wild card spot at the very least yeah, yeah, I think I think Lions are going to win their division. That that's a pretty weak division I and I think yeah. I think the Vikings are going to fall off a little bit. So, those are two. Um I guess we could just stay in the NFC. Can we can we at least sure. come up with one or two more teams in the NFC? We already have two. If we can get three or four, um that mm -hmm. would be good. But but what do you think, Ben? I mean, the let's see. Yeah. I mean, we have I don't know. Who who are you looking at here in the NFC as another team that you think might be able to make the leap into the playoffs? Do you do you have anyone? So so my my thought process with this whole exercise, Trevor, is I think it's easier to find teams in the NFC that are gonna be new to the playoffs because I think the top tier AFC teams are really good. And I think a lot of the ones that made the playoffs last year will make the playoffs again this year. Um so it's easier for me to to look for NFC teams because again, it's just not as deep of a of a conference. So like you said, we have we have either somebody not the Bucks, that's fine. I mean Saints or Panthers, whatever. And then the Lions is easy. Um, I'm just looking at I'm looking at the bracket from last year, the playoffs, and I'm looking at um, my power rankings. And my whole thing is like I'm looking at well, so who who would be kicked out if I'm going to add a new team? Who's being kicked out? Um, I can see the Giants being kicked out again. I'm not like super high on them, but um, I can see them being kicked out. I could see the even Minnesota potentially being kicked out if if the Lions are going to win the division. I could see Minnesota not making it. Um, so who would be added in that case? Oh man. Um, this is tough just because I don't have a lot of A or a NFC teams that are even high on my power rankings. I, I, I don't, don't want to. I have a crazy take for you, Ben. Well, so what I don't. It, I don't want to say that two NFC South te teams would make it. So I'm trying to avoid saying another <laughs> NFC South. That's team. It, that's what I was gonna say. Is it? Is it crazy? Like, is it crazy two that NFC two NFC South teams make the playoffs? Is that is that wild? <sighs> So, I, I, Trevor, I, I originally I'm like that is crazy, but I'm looking and I'm like, well, I have the Falcons and the Saints, like they're in the teens on my power rankings. Like I could, say maybe one of them could sneak up and get a get a wild card spot. So maybe it's not as crazy as you think, but it, I think it, you'd have to have the NFC as a whole be pretty down for that to happen. Um, so I don't know. I'm struggling just to find. I mean, I could see like. I don't know, maybe like the Packers sneak in there as a wild card. If the Bears, I think the Bears, I could see the Bears being like a seven seed. I really could. I could see the Bears winning like eight or nine games and being a seven seed in the NFC. Um, so I, I could see that. 
but I don't know, man. I just the NFC is just not good in general. I mean, the the NFC West is is not great. The Seahawks are well, the 49ers, but the Seahawks made it last year. They could probably make it again. Um, Cardinals won't, and the Rams won't. So I don't know. I'm struggling, Trevor. I'm struggling. I mean, I think Lions was an easy one. I think Panthers or Saints was an easy one. But after that, I don't know, man. I I just don't know. So I'm thinking. So Lions. Panthers this is for me at least and then I I think the Saints can also get in there so I do think I do two NFC South could it's not like I'm 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 just trying to come up with seven and and when I was originally doing this I had I had two and then I was like well let me add a couple more I got the five and now I'm trying to get seven I'm like eh it's tough but I would say for me it's Lions Panthers Saints and then if I had to have a fourth team which we we could come up with four in the AFC I think it might be harder to come up with four in the AFC but um if four in the NFC I think the fourth team would probably be the Bears for me I I trust the Bears more than the Packers personally I know there are there are plenty of people that I've heard talk about how they think the Packers are still going to be really good. They think the running game's good. Um, they think Jordan Love's going to play well. They talk about how Aaron Rodgers was was not good at all last year. Is Jordan Love really going to be that much worse? And it's it's an interesting take. I don't know if I agree with it, but it, it it's possible. But I I'm leaning more toward the Bears than like the Packers, for example. You know, I, I like that, Trevor, because in that, in that situation we have, I'm just thinking of the playoff picture. We would have two NFC South teams. We'd have two. NFC North teams. We'd have two NFC West teams with the Seahawks and the Niners, probably. And then you'd have um, whoever is just the, the uh, Cowboys, I guess, maybe, or maybe the Giants. Can I, don't even, I don't know. It, I don't even remember. Oh, it's just uh, we would just have one West have the, team. Just, just, uh, or no, no, that's wrong. Well, no, if you think the Seahawks can make it too, that we, we have yeah, just one East we, team. We NFC would East, take like the Cowboys. The Giants would be out. The yeah, Vikings the would Giants be out. out and put the Cowboys and, in. And the yeah. Tampa would be out. Yeah. If, well, if we were taking out a fourth team, I guess it would probably have to be the Seahawks. Um, would, even though, right. even though I kind of like the Seahawks to make the playoffs, but I, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting for sure. Um, so if we, if we at least have three or four teams in the NFC, if we move to the AFC yeah. now, okay, this is where it gets really tough because it's, this is really hard. Yeah. When you look at it on the surface, I could see the, the same seven making it again pretty easily. Um, I could see yeah. that happening, but I, you know, the, I hate to say it again. We talked about it in AFC North thing, but, uh, the Steelers, I think are going to be really good this year. I could certainly see the Steelers making the playoffs at about 10 and seven. Yeah. And then you were a little higher on the Jets, Ben. So I don't know if you want to advocate for the Jets making the playoffs, but I think they're like the next logical team that could uh, be yes. a new one, new addition here. So I, I want to make it very clear. I'm higher on the Jets than you are, but I think I, relatively speaking, I think I'm lower on the Jets than a lot of people. I had them at nine. I've seen people have them at six, seven in the power rankings. But yeah, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, he's still a top five quarterback. And at least from what I've seen in terms of from hard knocks and from training camp and from the few preseason snaps he played, he looks like he's... He's still fine. I mean, he looks like he's still Aaron Rodgers. So I don't think in terms of production, I don't think he's going to be a drop-off. And they have weapons. I mean, their, their running back room is great, and it's, they signed Dalvin Cook. Um, so they have a lot of weapons, and their defense has been good for a few years now. So um, I think they're, and if we're talking about AFC teams, I mean, they were the first team that I thought of when you brought up this idea of a new team to make it. I think they're an easy one to say that they could definitely um, make a wild-card spot. I'm not saying they're going to win the division. I still think it would be the Bills, but I think the Jets could definitely win 10 games and, and make a wild-card in, in the AFC. So um, Jets, easy one for me, at least in my opinion. That's the first team I thought of. Yeah, because like, I, I do like the Dolphins. I think they have a lot of talent, 
but I could I see too. I could see a couple scenarios where this could easily go bad for the Dolphins. I mean, number one, yeah. Tua has already Tua. had a history of concussions. I mean, if he gets mm-hmm. injured, uh, which I mean, he's been injured pretty much every season he's played. Um, the Dolphins yeah. could easily end up, you know, being more of a like seven and ten team or a six and eleven even versus like a ten and seven, which most people I think would predict. And I think you could easily see the see the Jets being better than the Dolphins. I could. I could see that happening. I think if the Steelers make it, um, I'm looking at the Chargers, actually, as a team who could fall out. I mean, yeah, uh, we know the coaching situation is not great. Brent Staley, in my opinion, has not been a good coach for this team. Um, yes, they have Justin Herbert, but he's had some injury issues. We've seen some of the receivers. Mike Williams, he pretty much can never stay healthy, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Um, and their defense isn't super trustworthy, so... I, I think the Chargers as a franchise, their coaching, it's possible that the Chargers could miss the cut and that could allow the Jets and the Steelers to get in. Now, yeah. I, I don't know I don't know about this third team, Ben. I think I mean wow. the Chiefs, the Bengals, they're they're not there's no way, right? There's no way they're missing. Yeah. The Bills are yeah. are the Bills missing? I mean, I, I think I think they're more likely to miss than the Chiefs, the Bengals, but it's still I mean it's still the Bills that they still think they're a top three team in the AFC. So I don't yeah, know. I mean, again, Talk injuries are always a factor here, and and that's where yeah. perfect segue to the Ravens. I mean, we know their injury mm-hmm. history. Could they fall yeah. out? Um, I don't know. I'm pretty high on the Ravens. I really am. I'm I'm pretty high on them too. And then I guess the only other thing would be Jaguars. They made the playoffs last year, but they barely did. They barely beat the Titans. And I know neither of us like the Titans, um, no. but. I don't know. Could could the Jaguars somehow not win that division? What if what if the Titans just like Derrick Henry was still good and it, somehow their defense was really good and they just found ways to win like nine games and somehow that won the South? Is that like crazy that the Titans somehow could win the South? I think. I mean, the Jags are getting a lot of hype this preseason. I think if the Jags don't win this division, I think a lot of people would be very surprised. Um, yeah, I think <laughs> Trevor. To answer your question, I think it would be crazy. I, I don't think the Titans have any shot of winning that division but it's the nfl and you never know and mike Vrabel's a good coach and their defense is usually pretty solid i just Tannehill, i just can't i can't get behind Tannehill as a starting quarterback on a playoff team i just can't I and mean, we yeah. saw how it went two years ago when, when they made the playoffs and again they had a first round by then they played the Bengals, and Tannehill was terrible in that game i just can't i can't get behind can't Tannehill as a as a as a solid playoff quarterback for a team i just can't Okay, so I'll, so I guess I'll give you so we have we have four in the NFC. If we're gonna come up with three in the AFC, I think we both okay. agree on. So who do we have G- in the AFC, Trevor? So, so I think we, we can agree, agree on, on Jets. Jets and Steelers. Let's so let's say the Steelers. So let's say we take out we take so we take out the Chargers and we take out the Dolphins. We throw in the Jets. Yep. Like let's say the Jets are the five seed that that the Chargers were last year, and let's say the Steelers were the seven seed. Yeah. Then again, like. I just don't see any of the top four seeds from last year. I don't see the Chiefs, the Bengals, the Bills, or the Jags not making it. I guess I'm assuming that all four will, at the very least, if they don't win the division, they can win 10 games and get a wild card spot. But if I had to pick one of those teams, man, I just I think it would have to be the... Oh, Trevor, I, I, I can't do the Jags because their division stinks. I think... I don't want to so, do the Bengals. I I don't know because I I think basically I think basically if we're going to get the seven we have a decision to make I think it's option a is the Jaguars fall off and the Titans win the division at like nine and eight that's one (laughs) way we could get to our seventh I think the second one is either we need 
we either need the Bills or the Ravens to regress. Because yeah, I am. That's kind of what I was thinking. The Chiefs and the Bengals are not falling out. They're they're just not. It's not going to happen. I hope not. So yeah. we need. And honestly, I think just in terms of. It's tough because the Ravens have had so much injury history, but I honestly think I believe more in the Ravens than the Bills. To be quite honest with you, I I, I have them I have them ahead of my in my power rankings. I have the Ravens ahead of the Bills. I really it's, do. It's like very close for me, but I think that I think the Ravens have a higher ceiling. I guess I think they. If we're talking yes, about like, if the Ravens and Bills play one game and we're in January, like regardless of where it is, I think I'd pick the Ravens. Um, yeah. So I guess our second thing would be we could take out the Bills. And, I mean, you have a number of teams that you can give that 7C to. You can give it to the Cleveland Browns. You can give it to, to the Broncos. The Broncos. The AFC West or something like that, yeah. Or you can give it to my New England Patriots. I mean, I think those are kind of the options. Um, so, so what do you think? Do you like option A better, where you just take out the Jags and put in the Titans? Or are you taking out, like that at all. Are you taking out the Bills? And you're putting in I one of those I'd, three teams. I think I'd rather take out the Bills just because the AFC East is a good division. I mean, the Dolphins are good. The Jets are obviously good. And, and the Bills are good. But I just I can't see the, the Titans winning that division. Um, so I, I like the option of maybe the Bills struggle a little bit this year. Maybe they have some injuries. And maybe the Dolphins and the Jets play really well. And both those teams make the playoffs. And the Bills are somehow finding themselves in third place in that division. I know it's well, crazy to think of the Bills. We have kicked been one the, of the Dolphins teams, out. But... We kicked the Dolphins out. Oh my out. gosh, Trevor! So now, now this is getting ridiculous. You're right. If the Dolphins <laughs> we, aren't, you so got you got to pick. Good. You got to pick. If you're kicking out the Bills, you got to right, pick the Patriots, the Browns, or the Broncos. Unless, unless for whatever reason you like the Las Vegas Raiders. I don't. I don't know, Trevor. Now you're making me feel like it's easier just to say that any other team other than the Jags win the AFC South. <laughs> that just seems easier to me. Than do, saying do the you, Bills are going to drop off. Do you like the that, Colts that or much. the Texans? At no, all? not at all, Trevor. This is why this is ridiculous. <laughs> Can we just accept the fact that maybe it's only going to be six teams this year? Is that fair? It, it might. It might only be six. If I if I had a decision to make, I would kick out the Jags. I I would kick out the Jags. I, I think that's the easiest thing to do. And but but Trevor, we just talked about how how terrible the Titans are. Now we're over here saying the Titans could overthrow the Jags for the division. I think there's a world where their defense is in, like really good, like a top five defense. I think they can get. I think their defense can still get to the quarterback, and I think there's a world where Derrick Henry is still one of the best running backs in the NFL, and Mike Vrabel still a really good coach. And I think that could be enough. It's kind of like the Panthers case, like the Panthers. Although I don't think the Panthers really have a good coach, but the Panthers have a defense, um, and I, I don't know. But I, I think that's. Like, I like that right, better than the alternative. Sure. I do, too. Yeah. Yes, I do, too. I do, too. As much as I have no faith in, in any of the other teams in the AFC South, I just, to having, having like, kicking out the Bills and having all those things have to happen, I just, I think it's easier to say the, the Jags just don't play that well and some other team s somehow s scrapes by and wins the division. Yeah. All right. So you heard it here first. The Jaguars are not making the playoffs. The Titans are going to win the division. Uh, okay. yeah, the, sure. the, uh, chargers, they're, they're frauds. They're not making it. And then the Miami dolphins, um, sorry to pro I don't, I don't want to predict injuries, but like, uh, the dolphins are not making the playoffs. So, um, <laughs> you heard yeah. it here first on the podcast. 
Um, I guess other than that, um, we, we can go through if you want real quick before we end uh, the best week sure. one games because I am super excited for some Mine of these, too. Ben. I I mean, we have the Chiefs-Lions first game of the season. I can't wait for that one on NBC. Mm-hmm. Um, w- w- and then I guess if we look at Sunday's slate, what are, what are some of the games that you stand, stand out to you most? What's the game on Sunday? I guess we'll say Sunday specifically. What is your favorite game of that day? Sunday specifically? Um... I think Steelers 49ers is great because I think defensively both those teams have fantastic defenses. I think that'll be fun. Um, and both teams have young quarterbacks, Kenny Pickett and Brock Purdy. I think that'll be, that'll be a good game. I'm actually super excited for that game. Um, I mean, if we're talking about Trevor, the NFC South is as bad as it is. I mean, Panthers-Falcons, like somebody has to win that game. So maybe that one, Trevor, for your sake because the Panthers are the best team in that division according to you. But other than that, yeah. I mean, there's not. I don't think there's a, a bunch of great games. I mean, your Patriots are playing the Eagles. I, I hate to break it to you, Trevor. That's a tough way to start the season. And honestly, I'll say we're, last we're game. Fox I'll say Pro. just we have a chance. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Bill's got the team on under <laughs> under control. Okay, last last game I'll say because I don't need to say all of them. But um, I think Dolphins Chargers is not a bad game at all. Um, I think again, I think the Dolphins are the better team. But I mean, the Chargers still have Justin Herbert. Like they're still there's they're not a bad team. So I I think they're actually similar teams in the way that they play. I think they both both those teams have a lot of speed, so I think that'll actually be a pretty good game. Yeah, and it's a neutral field game. They're at, they're at SoFi Stadium, so it's a neutral field. Basically, we know the Chargers don't have fans. They they just that's don't. true. You're right. Um, so it'll so, probably be fifty fifty in terms of in terms of fan split. Yeah, it could be fifty fifty. And loser loser is uh, eliminated. They they cannot make the playoffs if they lose that game. Okay. Basically, I'm just so we'll, I'm just calling we'll, we'll it now. It, yeah, we'll say it right here. That that is essentially a winner go home game week one. Yeah. And as we as we predicted, neither of them are making the playoffs. But we're just saying that whoever yes. loses is definitely not making no the shot. playoffs. No yeah, shot. No shot. Cross um, them off. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we'll we'll cross them off when we do our cross offs. That'll be our first cross off. Yes. To lose that game. Absolutely. Um. Yeah. But Absolutely. I'm I'm excited as well. Uh, Niner Steelers definitely is up there for me. Um. I I want to see Bengals Browns. I I do want to see it. Mm-hmm. Um. And then other than that. Um, let's see. I'm looking at Bears Packers, always the rivalry. Got to see Bears Packers. And then we got Sunday night Cowboys Giants. That'll be interesting. And then our Monday night game, um, which I, I know we're both excited for is Jets and Bills, um, at MetLife. So that should be a, a very fun game. Can't wait to watch that one. Yeah, man. I mean, again, it's the NFL, so it's hard to find a week in the NFL where there's not great games just cause it's, I mean, it's the most competitive league. I mean, they, they, every game is for the most part, usually pretty good. So I'm so excited. I mean, college, again, college football is in full swing. The NFL is is in full swing. Trevor, this time next week, when we're when we're recording our episode, this time next week, we will have a regular season NFL game that we can that we can discuss. So that has already been completed. So I am so excited. I cannot wait. NFL is awesome. Um, it's been a long off season, Trevor. We've had a lot of things or a lot of a lot of uh, things that we've had to talk about, or not a lot of things to talk about. I should say in the months of July and August, but. We, we should have plenty to talk about here for the next few months with, with, with football in full swing, so I'm very excited. Uh, Trevor, anything else that you want to cover before we, uh, before we wrap up? Um, no, I think that's it. I'm, I'm very excited as well. I can't wait. Next Sunday, we'll have a full, full Sunday worth of games, yeah. and uh, it's going to be awesome. Let's do it. I'm so excited. So, um, again, we'll wrap up there. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. We really do appreciate um, the, 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 the time that you give us in the, in the, the, the interactions that you guys give us. So again, we really do appreciate it. Make sure if you haven't already done so, make sure you check out the five seconds of fame podcast that Trevor and I have recorded for this week, discussing the current season of big brother. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at the small baller. Make sure you're going to the small for all of our latest info in terms of episodes and things like that. 
Um, but thank you all so much for listening, and we'll, we will uh, see you next time. Go Falcons.